The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head on over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to another exciting episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're up to episode 144. We're going to dedicate this to all the hardworking hydro workers who got me back on the grid last night. The MMA Gambling Podcast North Studios was rocked by a sudden storm yesterday and um, caused a lot, of, a lot of damage all around. Everything's okay. Our house is okay, but we got knocked off the grid, no power, no internet until fairly recently. But so I, I, I got to um, miss most of that, what seems like a very exciting fight night last night uh, with lots of uh, consequences uh, uh, f- at the top of the divisions in the UFC. But I only got to see highlights today. But So I'm going to lean even more heavily on my co-host than I normally do on this year podcast. I haven't even introduced myself yet, let alone my co-host. Uh, I'm known as Ugly Man Joe, Jeff Fox. Um, how you doing? Thank you for coming to this here show. Um, we're going to break down the action from MMA this past weekend and look ahead to a kind of quiet, but also if you're an MMA nerd, it's not going to be a quiet week because there's always fights going on, but all, all the big promotions are going to be dark this coming week. No UFC, no Bellator, no PFL, but we'll, we'll find something fun uh, to look look ahead to and and decide what we're going to talk about coming up on wednesday let's bring in this year co-host of mine from the mma gambling podcast south studios even though he's definitely not in the southern part of the world um you know him as gumby danny danny v daniel dan or mr Vreeland, depending on uh on where you meet him uh he would be daniel gumby Vreeland. hello Hey, so I, I know you're saying things don't have a lot to do with the tops of divisions, but I would actually argue there were at least three winners who we're all talking about in terms of their ranking slash uh, whether or not they're getting a future title shot from last night. Really? Three? I see yep. maybe two. Hmm. Well, two that would get title shots, one that will for sure be in the rankings come uh, Tuesday after never being in the rankings before. Wow. There you go. We have something very exciting to uh, to talk about then coming up. Um, you can count on Gummy to always put a positive spin on things. And somehow, despite us differing on how many of our picks we differ on, a couple of them? Just yeah, two. Couple, yeah, two. We still ended up tying uh, for number correct, and we, we tied how much money we made, too. Crazy. Because we did make money. <laughs> Yeah, of course. We we we're, we're you're you're still in the positive on that. <laughs> I am. I am for the year. I'm still in the positive in my recommended place. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> Barely. Well, we'll get to that. But yes, I should have been higher though. Holly Holm by what? Well, we'll get into Holly Holm yes. by decision, uh, or not by decision, or maybe I shouldn't have been higher. I'm gonna waver on this pick about seventeen times. 
Oh boy, that's this is gonna be a fun, fun episode. So, um, yeah, what we had uh, UFC, and then we had some wacky results in um, Eagle FC, which uh, messed Dan up out of out of some money, right? No, we're, not those, even, we're not we're not even gonna count that. that yeah, both of them. Those, you got neither of those fights. Let let let's get those out of the way, right? Right. All right now. Let's do it. So, Eagle FC went down on Friday. Dan had. In the main event, Dan had Junior Dos Santos to beat Jorgen DeCastro, which he was doing, right? Yeah, he was handedly doing. Like he was just Until looking his like shoulder. It looked like one of those performances where they put Junior Dos Santos against an up-and-coming UFC guy yeah. uh, back in the day. You know, like Blago Ivanov or or somebody like that. Because I'm pretty sure he fought Blago Ivanov when they first signed Ivanov, and he just like outclasses him. He's just a better boxer than him, and that's what he was doing with Jorgen DeCastro. Then he throws this right hand, and his shoulder just comes out. Clean out. That probably happens when you get old and beat up, and his body looks a little different than when he was in the UFC, which seems to happen, eh? When people leave uh, UFC, and and, the, it does seem that- and it's weird. Their bodies get better. I don't know how. UFC must be doing something to make people's bodies bad. I will say it's funny to me all the time that people are like, 99% of the UFC is juicing and they're just not catching anybody. But we do have these very real cases of people leaving and then instantly looking like they're much better. So, like, yes. even if the UFC is not catching everybody, they're at least scaring enough people that they're not doing it. Because remember, did, have you seen Vitor Belfort recently? Yes, exactly. That dude's enormous. <laughs> exactly. So, anyhow, people who had the plus 255 uh, Jorgen DeCastro, the Mad Titan, who people who had a plus 255 ticket on him, they um they somehow won even though they were losing. Yeah, that's uh that's a a great beat if you have uh, Jorgen DeCastro ticket and a yeah. terrible beat if you had a JDS one. Yes. So Dan uh, is not accepting that loss. And then in the co-main event, he had um in basically what was a pick'em fight, he had Hector Lombard minus one ten over Tiago Silva. And then what happened, Dan? Nobody nobody won this fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lombard got quite tired. And by quite tired, I mean, like, he was basically needed a nap in the middle of the cage. Uh, and then Tiago Silva offered him an out uh, and chose to hit him with an illegal blow, which, again, back to referees saying that it was accidental. He threw a knee, trying to knee him in the head, succeeded, and somehow <laughs> that's accidental. Yeah. It will. I will never understand... Like, he was accidentally on the ground? Did he not know he... It, it doesn't really matter if he knows or not. It's legal. Uh, so, yeah, uh, another weird one. And for some reason, a no contest and not a DQ. I thought I was going to get a good beat with the no D, uh, the DQ, and instead I got a no contest. So, um, yep. so 0-1 with a uh, with a push. Yeah. So, yeah, not, not the greatest, but... Um... That happens. These things happen in MMA. As says, <laughs> is that severe MMA? That's what they say. Yes. Well, that was that's that's, a, that's originally a Gus Johnson quote. Did you know that? Oh, was oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. What when they had the brawl, right? Yeah, the that's the brawl. Gus Johnson quote from the uh, the Shields and Diaz fight mayhem yes. Miller brawl in Strikeforce. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. The good old days. So yeah, Eagle didn't go quite as planned, but uh, UFC went much much better. Um, even for Dan's picks. Imagine that. So we'll get to that in one sec. I want to tell you about win bet first. Make sure you get down on the wins bet $50 win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the win bet casino is offering hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks. And if you get this in your ears soon enough, this promotion is ending today, May 22nd, you can win a golf trip to win Las Vegas PGA championship. Bet a hundred dollars or more on golf this week and be entered to win a golf trip to win Las Vegas. 
there you go. So hopefully you get this in your ears soon enough. If you're subscribing to our uh, MMA Gambling Podcast feed, you will get this in your ears soon enough, probably. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where I play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy team, excuse me, fantasy league on there. The SGPN guys do for sure. It's a game changing product and like anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm so excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It is insanely fun to write, out, write it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play the new over-under game, have fun with your friends and make some money. And now I'm making Dan make a pick without telling him in advance. Make a pick, Dan, for sleep. Uh, let's let's take hits on uh, – so we'll take the nighttime baseball game just in case you're uh, listening to this before the 7 p.m. game starts, Sunday Night Baseball. I'll take the over on uh, hits from Tim Anderson. Uh, he's pissed off at Josh Donaldson for some things that he said. Uh, so I'm going to say he's going to have a big day there. And uh, I'll take the over on Luis Severino strikeouts. That dude's striking out a little bit over one in inning right now. So uh, I'm going to say he catches enough uh, White Sox to make it worth your while. All right, there you go. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. P, terms and conditions apply. See sleepers, terms of use for details. All right. Last night, as I said, I just got to see basically, I saw some some of the fights, but mostly just highlights this morning. Now, once the internet got put back up. So this was UFC fight night, home versus VR, UFC Vegas 55, which went down at the UFC Apex last night. Uh, in the main event, we both had Holly Holm um, in our regular picks and a recommended plays. And she shockingly lost Holly Holm usually does, doesn't lose, uh, but she technically lost a split decision to Ketlin Vieira, 47, 48, 48, 47, 48, 47. Um, controversial pick. Most cards I see are going with home um, here in that home, you know, look a little slower than she has in the past. And, you know, I didn't expect this to be much of a fight, but at least the highlights is how it seemed like it was uh much more of a fight than I would have much more action than I would have expected from a Holly home uh, contest. We'll let Dan give you a more detailed breakdown on it. Yeah. So here's the thing is that like, I, so I've wavered back and forth about who I thought was going to win this multiple times um, based on my viewing. It, it seems like most people have given Holly one in five and probably three but here's the, the the problem I have with it. U- ultimately, I think under the criteria, the right decision was made. Ketlin Vieta won two, three, and four. All of her strikes that she landed were more meaningful than Holly Holmes. Holly Holmes mostly like not doing a lot of damage on the feet with the exception of a couple of leg kicks. But then like, you know, doing what she did to Raquel Pennington, which was push her against the cage, hold her there, uh, make her work to get out, land a couple of like knees to the inside of the thigh or the inside of the knee. But, like, nothing that did any significant damage, um, but just, like, controlled the fight there. 
And that doesn't win you a fight according to the criteria, right? And even in her post-fight speech, she said, I think I controlled it enough, which, by the way, is the second criteria after effective striking and grappling. So, like, under that criteria, she didn't win. But here's the part that was hard for me. is like, she's fought this way a lot of times and won those fights. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the, the judges have consistently given her those fights in ones that I was like, oh, those people didn't win or whatever. And then, like, she did it here and lost. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that's right. But, like, it's like a, a pain in the ass in MMA that, like, you could fight one way, win that way, even if it's wrongful, win that way, um, and then ultimately, like, lose that same exact way the next time. So it, it just feels like the judges got the criteria right this time, but it almost felt like Holly had been lulled into thinking that that is a way that wins a fight, which is silly, but I guess she's done it before. So I have yeah. no hate to Holly, I guess. That's nice of you. Um, takeaways other than the decision. Um, how do, how do either women look is, um, is Catlin Vieira a legit challenger? Is Holly home washed? Uh, are they too, are those two opinions too extreme? And it's, it's probably somewhere in the middle. What do you think? It It's definitely somewhere in the middle. Look, I, I think if Holly Holm goes in there with the right game plan uh, and doesn't think that just holding her against the cage wins her the fight, you know, if she, like, found a way to separate and just throw – like, she threw a separation elbow a couple of times that landed on Ketlin. If she separated through that elbow and then stayed in Ketlin's face and just, like, you know, worked the body or something like that, I, I think she wins that fight. Like, I, I would pick her to beat Ketlin Vieta again with, like, the right game plan. But, like, so – Ultimately, that's terrible for Ketlin, right? Because she gets the win that probably propels, propels her closer to the title shot. And us fans all here are thinking like, oh, she's not even as good as the person she just beat, let alone the champ or yeah. the, the, I mean, the, or the uncrowned champ who might take <laughs> yeah. her belt back in, in a month or two. Um, so, yeah, like it, just a very weird situation and didn't leave me feeling particularly good about either of them. I wouldn't say Holly Holmes washed, but like. I don't know. The the way she's fighting right now does not seem to be conducive to uh, winning her fights. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, no comment on women's bantamweight, period. <laughs> these things happen in MMA, Dan? Yeah, these, these things definitely happen in MMA. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. All right, so we, we got that one wrong. Dan got the next one wrong, too, silly Dan. Another split decision, um, which um, I'm happy it went my way, but... Uh, much more exciting fight, fight of the night. Michelle Pereira, minus 120. I had him over Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, split decision, like I said, 28-29, 30-27, 29-28. So cards all over the place there. Um, three different scorecards for it. Um, yeah, looked like a good fight from, like I said, from, from the highlights I saw. Um, we'll let Dan give you more insight because that's what he's here for. I mean, it was back and forth. I will say this, like in terms of how you score a fight, in, in terms of doing the more impactful strikes, Pereira won. Um, I, I, when I, they were reading the split decision, I had my fingers crossed that Ponzinibbio would win. Cause that would have yeah. given me, uh, nine straight wins on the night. Um, and, uh, it just, he didn't win. Pereira had landed the stronger strikes and Pereira wobbled him a couple of times. And like, you know, Ponzinibbio, you know, sort of cranked it up at the end of the fight, but like he didn't, you couldn't give him either the first or the second. Um, it, it was very clearly Pereira in the first and second, 
Um, and if you don't believe me, just note that the sure dog guys all had it 29-28 for Ponzinibbio. <laughs> it's un- that's it's just unreal, Dan. It's easy it's every un- time. Now, now that you've called it out, it's just so like you know exactly. They must have a different criteria than everyone else. Obviously, they get to point. they get to invent their own criteria. I believe. Yes. Yeah. Well, it sounds like most fighters have their own cr- different criteria in their in their heads anyway. We've had what home and then um um what's her name uh rose um thought she won with defense and home thought she won with butt control so everybody has their own ideas of, of what wins fights yeah yeah and uh it turns <laughs> out you it has to be rooted in the actual rules in order to win a fight so. yeah yeah so you would think um people would check in that so i i heard Pereira's gas tank look as bad as ever um but he's you know he's still he's fighting a better style obviously to, to win at a higher level but uh gas tank's still a concern is what i'm here i won't i won't say as bad as ever because that tristan no. that tristan connelly <laughs> fight was so bad and well, he's not Connelly's, doing flips anymore so that, tristan, that Connelly's, tristan connelly's a fucking fly or featherweight right like he, yeah. he's not even close to a to being a welterweight uh in in just outworked him so yeah like it's not as bad as then but like yeah, it didn't. It didn't look good. But uh, this is the guy who I told you he's gonna be in the rankings. He just beat yeah, a, a ranked dude and has won. What is it? Five in a row now for Pereira. That would be five in a row. Yep. Yeah, crazy. So yeah, he he'll be in the rankings, and it's it's insane to me how young he is. Did you realize how young he is? No, he's only, it, it's only twenty eight. Wow. Yeah, he's he's been through some wars, I guess. But yes, um, I wouldn't have guessed that at all. He doesn't seem that at all, huh? Go no, he looks he looks like an old guy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's MMA fight number 41 you had last night. So that'll do it to you. Yeah, that'll age you. That will age you. All right. So um, you still feel all right about your pick there. Ponsonibio, uh seems like he looked all right. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the fight was lined perfectly, right? Like right. he was an ever so slightly dog and yeah. like a couple of uh, more impactful strikes in the second and he wins that fight. Yippers. All right. Middleweights. I did see this one. Chitty and Jaquani, our man, Chitty Bang Bang, came through. KO elbows over Dusko Todorovic, 448 into the first round. Um, was uh, And he got himself a uh, performance bonus for that. It wasn't just the the knockout. Like we expect that, but I thought his grappling looked pretty darn good because uh, Dusko was very wisely not wanting to stay on the feet with him. And um seemed like uh, Chitty was, uh, was uh, holding his own on the ground. Yeah, he chased the submission too, which yep. props to him. Like he, he almost had a anaconda choke in there, which was uh, pretty damn impressive. And then when he didn't get it, he didn't settle into being in guard. He was just like, "Oh, yep. got to get my ass up," and he did. Um, so I mean, it's it, it's certainly making him look like a middleweight. We've got to keep our eye on because uh, that is a good set of skills to be together. And my goodness, that elbow. And also props to him for not following up that elbow, right? Like he lands it and he just walks uh, away and waits for Chris Tyone to realize how messed up Dushko Todorovic is. So um, props to him on so many fronts. I mean, like he looked like the killer we thought he'd be and the reason why we bet him at uh, for a knockout. Yep. Minus 200. And we had him uh, had the knockout prop, which we, we get into. We will get into, excuse me. So that's already pro fight number 30 for him. So there's really that the, they got to uh, put the pedal to the metal here, right? No need to to slow play him any longer. Um, yeah. And he's, he's not a young guy in the too, division like, he's in. Yeah. He's not a young guy either. He's 33. No. So like, yep. um, but, but like that being said, I saw a graphic the other day. I can't remember. Oh, it was Charles Jordan had posted it on his Twitter. 
he definitely didn't make it, but like he stole it from somebody and put it on his Twitter. And like there isn't a champion younger than 32 right now, uh, a men's champion that is younger than 32. Okay, yeah. So like you know he's probably in his prime, um, based on what we now know about men's MMA fighters. So yeah, but but you're right, time to time to test him, because uh, the yeah the first two tests were I, I mean like he's still only barely been in the cage for more than one minute in the UFCs, two and zero or one round rather. Yeah, it's not just uh, his age. You don't usually see guys with this many fights um, finally break mm-hmm. through to the UFC, uh, plus like a ton of Bellator fights too. So, um, I think Against high-level you... competition too. That's the other yep. thing. Like, like I, I know sometimes you can be like, oh, you know, he's fought five times in Bellator and it's like uh-huh. one in one prelims. But like this guy fought, you know, Andre Fialo. He fought Andre Korshikov. He fought John Salter. He fought Rafael Carvalho. Like he's fought like, really really legitimate dudes and before that he he knocked out alan jobin they mentioned it on the the broadcast last night he's got a ko win over alan jobin so like yeah he, he's traveled and has certainly been tested already but yeah i, I want to see him tested for real now do you have any one in mind dan usually you're good at booking these fights and i mean they listen to you this really feels like a i hate saying this too because he's such a good dude but like this feels like an ian heinish fight you know what <laughs> sure. I mean? Like, the, yep. he seems like he's built to fight Ian Heinish. Heinish has got, like, just a little bit more grappling uh, than than Dushko Todorovic would have, um, but also would probably be in a position to get knocked out stupidly, uh, kind of in the same way we saw Dushko Todorovic do it. And it'd just be, like, a nice catapult up the division. I honestly would love to see him booked higher than that, but that's sort of where it feels like I'd love to see him step in with like a Calvin Gastelum or Brad Tavares. Um, but I just don't think he's going to get that fight coming off a KO over uh, Dushko Todorovic. So uh, yeah, give him, give him somebody like Ian Heinish. He says dismissively Dushko Todorovic. This isn't <laughs> Dush- a uh, Dushko Todorovic. Dushko. Yes. Yeah. You said it dismissively though. Like, Which, well, I mean you know, like, fair enough. I mean like, he, look at look at his his record. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I like the guy a lot, but like, you know, losses to Puna Soriano, losses to Gregory Rodriguez, now a big KO loss to to Chidi, and the wins aren't really great. Daquan Townsend and Maki Pitolo, both of which aren't in the organization anymore. Um, so yeah, like I'm I'm not blown away by him. It is interesting that he TKO'd Michelle Pereira on the regionals, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm not blown away by Dushko Todorovic. Oh. Dan's getting someone fired again. Get ready, everyone. UFC, UFC roster watch or whatever that is on Twitter is going to have X beside uh, Dusko's uh, name very soon. All right, the, we're this is the kickoff of a eight straight wins for Dan. This I usually pull off uh, runs like this, but no, Dan was the one doing the runs last night. So um, he had Tabitha Ricci, the baby shark, came through over Pollyanna Vienna, 29-28-29-28-29-28. I had Vienna plus money then at reach at minus 120 so you hit that one tell me um I, I didn't i just saw some highlights and it was, it's hard to tell um really what happened um looks like Richie used her her grappling to to get this one done which is the path to victory that, that she she could uh would have had to use yeah you you could just go back and listen to my breakdown on wednesday because it was perfect um, so I said, oh i'll listen to this guy i said tabitha Richie takes her down and stays safe enough against the submissions and threatens her enough and throws enough ground and pound that, that Pollyanna Viana loses at least two rounds. And it's literally exactly what happened uh, because uh, while Pollyanna Viana has really good sub skills, 
she doesn't have really good sub skills to beat somebody who is a black belt in judo and a black belt in jujitsu. Um, and, and look, everybody had the fight for, for Ricci winning the second and third round after Viana had a little bit of success in the first round. Um, like, you know, most of the, the people's scorecards had, had, uh, Ricci too. Look, even Adelaide bird didn't screw this one up. So, uh, yeah. How about sure dog though? Even Sherdog had it, although <laughs> I say that. I say that very funny because Sherdog, also two out of the three guys. Oh, no, all of the all of the Sherdog guys uh, actually gave the first round to Tabitha Ricci, too, which he did not win. <laughs> there you go. It, yeah, we should have them on sometime and find out what's going on there with their, with their judging. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, do, do, if do it's you on watch, purpose or what? Do you watch what, the what fights you're doing? Like, what, like, what are, are we doing they, out there? Yeah, is it some kind of silent protest against the way fights are scored. I don't know. It's very interesting though, to say the least, but this isn't a sure dog podcast or, or <laughs> we wouldn't be bad about the sure dog. Would be all right. Pro- probably the, not. <laughs> probably not. Well, we may have been, who knows? We may still be, who knows? Um, opener of the main card was a middleweight fight. Uh, John Young Park, another split decision. Uh, he won split decision over yeah boy, Eric Anders, 28, 29, 29, 28, 29, 28. We had, we were happy about that choice because we had park at minus 215 yeah and this one it, it's super bizarre uh in the way that it was scored uh because if you look at the judges scorecards um judge anthony manis uh who is one of the judges who scored it for jung young park scored the first and second for park in the third for anders mike bell scored the exact opposite <laughs> He gave was it that close watching it? He gave it, it was a really close fight. Um, and, and also, just so we know, too, the the other judge didn't agree with either of those judges either. Um, they gave Park uh rounds two and three. So one judge gave Park one and two, one gave him two and three, and one gave him just three. Uh, so really, really weird scorecards, but it was really close. The thing I would say is, I, I'm kind of shocked as many people get, gave it to Anders as they did because I thought in real time Park won. And I, I think it was largely because, like, any of, of Anders' offense was, like, a jab followed by, like, a shitty takedown attempt that didn't work. Park could stuff him and then hit him with a couple of punches. So, like, it looked like Anders was doing something all the time, but he didn't succeed in any of it. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I had Park pretty easily, but uh, a lot of the, the media scores on this one uh, all do say Anders, including all three of the guys from SureDog. So, uh, <laughs> but, my God. So Jong Young Park probably won. <laughs> uh, uh, these these things happen in MMA, Dan. Uh, did other guy look good? Uh, I I continue to like what Jong Young Park could do. The fact that he forced uh, Eric Anders to stand and trade with him and would not go to the ground with him and would, was not getting taken down, like props to him for that. All right, there you go. Some props, some props to him. So that is the main card. I went three and two. Dan went three and two as well. Um, but more to come. We got the prelims coming up. Dan is still in the midst of his hot streak. But first, let me tell you about Athletic Greens. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens of the AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. <coughs> As I cough into the mic, hopefully it, it helps me not choke. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. 
to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel paps, packs. Packs, not paps. Packs with your first purchase. Travel paps, visit, huh? <laughs> huh? We don't want travel, travel paps. No, travel. I don't think anybody wants a travel Totally pap. different. That's, that's, we're not a pap uh, podcast. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And while you're online, go to Athletic Greens. Make sure you use an IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on limited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore or without IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible, incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. To the prelims, Ugly Man Joe. I don't know. It says Joseph Holmes on, on Wikipedia. Uh, I don't know who that is, but a guy named Ugly Man Joe won the... Uh, main event of the prelims middleweight fight against Alan Amadovsky submission rear naked choke a minute four into the first round after he this is basically a TKO uh victory was it not yeah the the flying his, knee is yes yeah it was, it was hard to say it was a flying knee I'm not sure he was entirely off the ground but it was like a well-timed knee up the middle uh just absolutely put Amadovsky on skates knock him down um he did try to get back up and wound up getting choked out but man like I said this on the show too, is that like, I thought people were, were writing off Joseph Holmes based on the fact that like, he looked pretty tired his last time out and he didn't look as good as he looked on looking for a fight or on contender series, but like, he is a really talented prospect and he was fighting a guy on a three-year layoff and he looked like a talented prospect fighting a guy on a three-year layoff. So like, again, I think, you know, that small sample size of that one really ugly loss to Jamie Pickett, um, who is a, like a very physically strong dude who can wear you out. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I think we got to overlook that because Joseph Holmes is actually, you know, not, not a ton of dudes who you're like circling as middleweight as as prospects. Right. Like, you know, there's there's Chidi and Jaquani we just talked about. And I, I don't put Joseph Holmes on the same scale as him, but like, you know, he, he's a lot earlier in his career too. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what comes of him. But I, I was pretty impressed. And he's a friend of Dan's top turtle MMA podcast. who was just on it last week. Very good interview that, uh, that man, I, I guess you did all right too, but, uh, ugly man I, Joe I, fun. I love talking to ugly man, Joe, that dude is it's a great attitude. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you, you probably didn't cause you, you had no power and barely watched the fights, but yep. if you got to see his press conference afterwards, which I caught a little bit of, um, you know, one of the guys from Cage Side Press asked him a question at the desk. And first of all, he waved to him, which was a really funny move. Like he, Ugly Man Joe waved back at the 
reporter, and then he finished the question. I think it was Alex Behunin, and he said, uh, oh, hey, we did an interview together recently. What's up, man? And I was just like, this dude has got the best vibe about him on yeah. the whole planet, um, which also, like, he, he answers people on social media all the time. It, it's, like, really good for his own personal brand. People seem to rally behind him. Yep, good dude. Follow him on on Twitter. Um, you can go back and listen to his interview if you haven't already on Top Turtle MMA. Uh, yeah, fun guy. Um, and he, we and talk about the us. origins of his crazy mustache. Exactly, and he, he more importantly to everyone uh, and people that trailed us, he uh, got us the big 195, which uh, fine. I, hey, I'm not going to sneeze at any kind of money, so. We got him for 195. Um, next one we got for plus 128, and boy did it come through! Like this was this was a, at a much smaller scale. This was the Andre, almost uh, the Andre Petrosky uh, pick all over again. So I couldn't figure out why Medich was was the underdog here. We were thinking maybe because he looked so horrible his last fight, but it's not like he was fighting a world beater in this one. But um, Medich looked fantastic. TKO punches 305 into the second round over Omar Morales, uh, and we gladly gobbled up that uh that plus money yeah it seemed like a pretty crazy like it we're going to talk about another underdog in in just a second um yeah. that we that we won on this one felt more obvious right like the the yeah. one we're going to talk about and the other one is like we banked on a guy making some improvements and he made right. those improvements uh and that won him the fight but with medic like we didn't even need improvements he just fought like a murderer last time out people started writing him off um, and then he fought a guy who was substantially worse uh, in Omar Morales um, and, and looked great, just blistering him on the feet. And he really put him together. So, yeah, yeah. G- good win for Medich. Uh, I still don't know really what he does at, at lightweight, but he, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. He did you did money. you miss our heavyweight contest? I think you missed a fight. I, I did. I'm Excuse. Uh, that's right. I skipped the fight. Excuse me. Heavyweights. Jelton Almeida, Jelton Jr., Jelton, whatever you want to John, call him. John would have been so mad at you. <laughs> I know. He loves Jelton. Uh, Jelton we all love Jelton. Ch- Jelton and Chitty are, are um, I was going to say, our favorite from Dana, last season, Dana Wick Tennis Series, but there's so many. Jack Della Jack, Madalena. Jack, Del- and, Jack Della Madalena is so fun, dude. Yeah, I know. There's so many. But anyhow, um, Jelton came through. He messed up our prop bet because he ended up submitting Parker Porter. Um, he looked like he he was going to TKO uh, 435 into the first round, but he ended up sinking in the choke. We we thought the fight basically went the way we expected it from actually, I just saw the last 10 seconds. So what, what am I saying? But um, the ending was what we expected, except instead of just pounding him out, he um, ended up slipping in the submission. No, you're hundred percent right. He didn't look for a submission once until it was in. Like, yeah. like not once he, he looked at ground and pound the whole time. And then I think he started to worry that like he was going to tire himself out or the ref was never going to call this. And Parker Porter was just doing enough to move. So he was like, uh, I guess I'm going to put this joke in and, and get a submission instead, um, which like good on him for doing that. Um, like, that's a smart play. It was a bummer when you have a what would you have plus 250 ticket yeah. on the, the 275 TKO. plus 275. Yeah, excuse me for the yeah, even for better. the TKO. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. But um incredible if you look at the stats uh jelton almeida has now been two pro fights and has never taken a punch like not one he's, uh he's not one, not one significant strike i mean like he's i i don't want to sound hyperbolic here go ahead that's what that's what uh we're supposed to do we're sports broadcasters dan <laughs> yeah yeah that's true how are people how are people more excited for kamzat shamayev than this man 
I don't, I, I yeah. really don't know. And, and I don't mean to be mean to Kamzat Shamayev because I do like Kamzat. And his win over Gilbert Burns is a high quality win. And Jelton Almeida still doesn't have one of those. But like, he literally just had like the same two fights as Kamzat did, right? Like he fought, uh, who, who the hell did he beat the heck out of in the, the first fight? I'm trying to remember now and I can't. Who? Hamza? Oh, he beat, he beat um, uh, Danilo Marquez. So okay, yep, he, yep. he kicked off his career by beating Danilo Marquez, a guy who's a very good light heavyweight in the UFC, right? He's a guy who, what was he, like 3-1 and one at the time with a submission win over Mike Rodriguez recently? Like, th- that's a decent record. You know, like he's a solid dude in the UFC, Danilo Marquez is. He follows that up by beating a three-in-one heavyweight on a three-fight winning streak with his only loss being to a top-ten guy. So just like Kamzat, he fought a guy in his own division who is, yep. and then went up a division, fought a guy there, waxed them both, took no significant strikes in either of them, except for Kamzat was against a guy who had literally no takedown defense or grappling, followed by another guy who had literally no takedown defense or grappling, and somehow we were higher on him. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, people are excited about Almeida. But, man, I think, like, the level of hype between those two, I don't know what the disconnect is. Because, like, he's put on the same two performances and looks violent doing it. Maybe he needs more um, controversial um, political friends. Better facial hair, maybe. Maybe the <laughs> facial hair now. Maybe. Plus, Habib has is, is trained people to eat. Comps that kind of gives you sound bites like Habib did. Like, he, he gives you, yeah. like, the little quotes. Kind of broken English quotes, which, which people... He says smash. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but, like... Smash. But, but, but Almeida has, like, somewhat broken English, too. I mean, I guess he uses a translator most of the time. But, like, he has a little bit of English in there. Uh, maybe we just need him to say dumb things, and then maybe yes. he'll be a meme. <laughs> yep, dumb things. And I say, get, get a, uh, a um, bloodletting... Is he a dictator? I don't even know what that that man. I think warlord is the list. word. Warlord, we're looking yes. For. <laughs> hey, get one of those guys on on your side. Maybe, maybe that's all it takes for for you to get the big push. But anyhow, um, Almeida, yes, look good. I, my apologies for for almost skipping over him. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. But um, it's mostly just because I didn't want to talk about Jonathan Martinez versus Vince Morales. Why? It wasn't that bad. Martinez looked really good. He won straight, it, it did. straight it sets. Just, it just <laughs> wasn't exciting. It just wasn't exciting to watch. Like on a on a no. card where where like most of these fights were damn exciting or like showed us something. This mm-hmm. just showed us that Vince Morales got beat by Chris Gutierrez's teammate exactly the way Chris Gutierrez <laughs> right. beat him. Like like he, he yep. lost to two Factory X guys in a row in identical fashion. Minus two fifteen on Martinez. All right, fine. You probably want to talk about this. Our our boy Chase Hooper is all grown up in front of our eyes. He doesn't really look like he's. I guess he kind of looks like he's grown up. His hair is a little. He does. Short. He does. He does not. <laughs> <laughs> Featherweight. He uh, TKO'd Felipe Colares. Um, three minutes into the third round, a lot of threes there. But yeah, he got the job done. It's it's got to be a trip getting beat up by uh, a, a kid that looks like that with the you know his face, his body, his hair. It's, it's got to be a trip. But uh, it was a trip getting him at plus one forty five, which. In retrospect, I guess even at the times we picked them, but in retrospect, it seems like a quite a gift from the uh, from the line making gods. Well, I think we talked about it too. Like Kolarish gives up a little bit more in terms of takedowns than the two losses that Hooper has taken, which are Alex Caceres and Steven uh, Peterson. But yeah. also, like just in addition to that, like he's been gone for eleven months, over eleven months for that matter. And like 
after fighting Steven Peterson, a guy who just couldn't get to the ground under any circumstances, and he lost a very one-sided decision in a fight where, if you remember going back, I took Steven Peterson in that fight. Um, but, like, it was just, like, a very one-sided fight for, for him in that. You have to imagine the reason he was away for 11 months was, like, he knew he needed to become a good wrestler, and he knew he needed some boxing. And he came out there, and and by God, he, like, actually boxed a little bit. In fact, like, there were times where I think he was beating Felipe Collage on the feet, uh, and, like, Collage instigated some of the grappling. So, like... You know, good for Hooper on that. Good for him. Anytime Kolarish got him down and was on top of him, he was, like, looking for sweeps and he had him off balance. Um, I do have one quick thing I have to say, though. It is a travesty uh, that Chase Hooper wins performance of the night here. Yes. And, of the night. yes. It, and Joseph Holmes does not. Yeah, ugly man. Come on. Like, like Come both on. of them tried to finish a guy with one style, right? Like, clearly, Hooper was trying to finish a guy with submissions, and instead he wound up with the TKO. Holmes, the other way, almost TKO'd a guy and wound up with the submission instead. And, like, so so neither of them got, like, plan A. One of them with, like, a jumping knee to a rear naked choke. The other one with just, like, in, in, in the first round and barely the first minute. And Hooper did so with, like, good body control and just, like, pitter-patter punches. And, like... Not that it wasn't impressive for Hooper, but like, my goodness, how do you leave Holmes or even for that matter, Ursos Medic out in, in the breeze to give it to Hooper seem like a weird play? Yep. But it was a good play for us, Dan, plus 145. And we were getting our, our props in the in the Slack for that. See, did people not follow our instructions in Slack? It seemed like people were down and losing money last night, which they shouldn't have been because we weren't. No, we we were we had quite good ones. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully I just skimmed through it this morning. It seemed like people weren't. Um, we're talking about a rough night. Like the ending of it might have been, but if if you bet on the prelims, which you should, then you should you should have been all right. But anyhow, you should bet a hundred dollars on every fight. Exactly, in every fight, then you would be up like I am this year. Um, and then the opener we got wrong. Um, Elise Reed got beat by the Sam Page, Sam Hughes, who's won two in a row now. Uh, look out, Dan. TKO elbows and punches. 352 into the third round. Yeah, it was kind of upsetting. I, I would just say Elise Reed, it, it's so weird because, like, in, in her debut fight, we were like, okay, she doesn't belong at flyweight. Sajara Eubanks bodied her. Uh, and then I was like, well, I expect Corey McKenna to body her too. And she didn't. She she managed to handle Corey McKenna pretty easily. Uh, and then I was like, oh, well, you know, if, if she's beaten Jasmine Jezudavicius, which, you know, kind of a debatable decision. Jezudavicius probably won that one way back when. She beat Jillian DeCourcy. She beat Corey McKenna all by stuffing most of all those guys' takedowns. Who's going to who's gonna imagine Sam Hughes does? And you know who does? Sam Hughes. Now, I will say there's one other facet to this fight that sort of makes it interesting, too. Do you know where Sam Hughes has been for her last two fights? Somewhere wrestling? She's been at Fortis MMA. Uh, Fortis oh, MMA, Fortis owning her wrestling. And so after going 3-0 and with her previous team, uh, which was, no offense to Catalyst MMA, but I don't have the slightest clue where Catalyst MMA is. Um, after three fights with Catalyst MMA, she's now 2-0 and with Fortis. So maybe somebody who's just making use of her physical gifts, because that's the thing, is like, Say what you want about those losses to like Luana Pinero or or Loma Lubume or Tisha Torres, but like she's a 
fighter who has lots of physical gifts. She's very strong. She's very tough. Uh, so, like, if you can find a way to make use out of those, then I, I think you've got a pretty decent prospect on your hands. And that's a tough slate of fighters you just listed also that she uh, that she had fought previously. So maybe there's a Guardian event with a loss, but that's what we did last night. But it wasn't many L's in between. We both went eight and three. We both were up based on our hundred dollars per per fight uh, bet, which is the minimum that you all should bet. Um, we're up two sixty six oh two, both of us exactly. So it was a push overall. I am at sixty six percent hit rate for the year, up eight hundred bucks on two hundred and six UFC fights. So 4% return on investment, uh, betting every fight, the same amount in every fight, regardless of, of the, uh, of the number uh, I'm being given. So crazy, uh, Dan up, he's 58% on his picks and he's down for 200 bucks. Um, but I'm coming back. That, Dan. He's coming <laughs> back, baby. That just like last year, when you had that, the huge comeback at the end of the year, you just started it a little earlier this year. So recommended plays. We got too cute again, Dan. I mean, I did, but I was so close, you know, like I, I, you know, you're saying too many props, but on one hand, first of all, I, what was I down? Like 30 bucks, not even 34. I was down 24. So, yeah. Okay. So, so, so down 34 bucks, but like Holly home by decision, almost cashed. That would have been an extra like 70 bucks, I think. Um, and then, then we're talking about being up big and Almeida by TKO, like was right there. So like, I did get a little cute, but each of those almost cashed. And if both of them had, uh, we'd be, I'd be up like what hundred bucks, 200 bucks. Would have, could have, should have, but it didn't. So yeah, yeah right home, there. home via decision loss. Yeah. Chitty via, via key TKO or KO, uh, one, he had Jelta versus KO loss. So one and two, 34 bucks down. I had home via decision lost at Chitty just winning outright. Cause I'm a coward. One at Jelton KO lost at Medich winning outright. So won that one. Two and two down 24 bucks. So on the year recommended place, I'm at 57%, up 52 bucks. Dan's at 48%, but he's up 50 bucks. I'm ahead of you in the money and two bucks. In the percentage. Yeah, I'm ahead of you in every every category now that we that we rate, Dan. Um, I'm ahead of you. So well, I don't I don't take percentages worth shit. Those don't matter. <laughs> okay. I mean, the money, the money is key. I gotta get two bucks back next week. You do a dollar sixty three. A dollar sixty three. All right. You're up at $1.63 America, what's that? So what's that like? Three bucks Canadian? Uh, not quite, but yes. Um, <laughs> so that that's that. Um, oh, I forgot to ask. What's uh? What are we doing with Katlyn Vieira? Is she is she hanging out and waiting for a title shot now? I mean, maybe the the weird thing about this one is like, on one hand, you know, beating Holly Holm is enough. Um, right. But like on the other hand, like, do you really want somebody getting a title shot off of that? And in addition to that. Let, let's be real for a second. If if Amanda Nunez goes out there and does exactly what I think she's going to do, which is beat the brakes off of Juliana Pena, you know they're booking the third one, right? Like it, Probably, it'll be yeah. it'll be booked before they leave the cage, like that they're going to fight again. So like, yeah, I I don't I don't know if she can wait, right? Like she can be waiting for so long right like when when is she gonna be back to to fight for the title are we talking like early 2023 yeah yeah and and so like I, I guess the other option is is like you know somebody like Irina Aldana is is a beater the first time right and it was only I want to say it was like two or three years ago maybe two and a half years ago 
she knocked her out. Like, give her a chance to avenge that. If she can avenge that, you know, like, maybe she, you know, then you give her the title shot. And if not, Arena Aldana's would be, you know, coming off of two wins over Ketlin Vieta. And, uh, I mean, she got a decision loss to Holly Holm in there. But, like, maybe Arena Aldana gets the chance. Yep. Who's to say? Um, it's it's kind of a mess. It's one of those um, things where she won, but now she may have her found herself in an even more difficult position here. So, have to wait and see how that plays out. Um, so that's that for that that event. Um, UFC is going like I said, going dark this week. They'll be back June the fourth for a fight night: Volkov versus Rosen Strike. Um, I'm sure that gets everyone's blood um, pumping. Um, I love that fight. Are, are, you, being, are you being funny? Because like I, I think. I think that's a damn fun fight. Uh, it's a who cares fight also, though. So now the guy's going to do much. But okay. I mean, do much uh, in terms of the heavyweight division. But yeah, I think we've seen the best of both of them already. Yeah, probably. But they're both like very legitimate top 10 fringe top five guys. Yep. But Aaron Blanchfield's coming back, Dan. One of your Heck favorites. Yeah. So that's good. All right. So um, this coming week, what do you want? What do you want to talk about? on wednesday we've got ksw coming up and we have odds for that post already so you want to do some ksw picks come wednesday they're they're coming up on the 28th there's a couple other organizations that i think will probably post before wednesday um ksw ksw obviously is like a bigger one although it's it's headlined by a maurice pujanowski fight and i just don't ever know what to say about that dude like like he's really strong but like there's not really much he he's Evolved quite a bit as an MMA fighter, but like at the same time, like I don't really know what to say about him. Um, but that being said, there's also a decent Cage Warriors uh, card on as well. Is there two Cage Warriors ones this weekend? I know Cage Warriors 138 is on Saturday, but I don't know if there's 137 because sometimes they've been bookending them lately too. Yep. Um, yep. It is 37 on Friday cool. and 38 on Saturday. So like, all right. So maybe we'll get two, some numbers for those two cage wars. And there's also like a fairly decent um, Canadian promotion uh, running an event on Whoa. Friday, which is unified MMA. Um, they're out of Alberta, Canada. They've got a couple of UFC veterans in there as well as like a couple of prospects who I'm pretty high on. So uh, yeah, like, like there's some, some good talent out there this weekend, even if, you're bummed that there's no uh, Bellator, no UFCs. There you go. We'll always give you something to uh, to bet on. Um, but so, so whatever we get lines for, we will hit you up with on Wednesday's episode. If there's any questions you guys would like to, uh, or topics you'd like us to cover over the next few, you can hit us up in the SGPN Slack uh, if you want. That's always a fun place to be. Or on Twitter, I'm Jeff Fox Writer. He's Gumby Vreeland. Um, and obviously read and listen to our stuff. Um, you can listen to us, obviously, right here. Uh, subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast feed to get us in your ears right away. Uh, so you don't have to wait for us to come out on the big SGPN feed. Um, and read our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and read my MMA stuff at moneymma.substack.com. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I have stuff, trees to clean up and rotten food to throw out of my fridge and lots of fun stuff from this storm. So I'm going to let Dan take us home. Go ahead, Dan. I'm David Gibby Vreeland. He is the baby shark, Jeff Fox, and we will catch you on Wednesday. Do to do to do. do.